We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, quick heads up. Paul, coming up in a moment. Just a quick heads up from our friends over at WBEN. Friday's weather eh, could be a little messy. They don't know exactly what it's going to be. It's too early to say. Maybe some snow, maybe some ice, maybe some sleet. We just went through this, right? So heads up, Friday. Uh, can't really tell you much more, but, you know. Stay tuned. Uh, on our Western Hotline to talk more about the Sabres, last night's game, the upcoming trade deadline, is Mr. Paul Hamilton. His segment brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow. And by Relax on the Relax, we got this. Good morning, Mr. Hamilton. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? I'm angry, Paul. I'm, I'm not angry, Paul. I mean, you're angry, Paul, when you write. <laughs> but I'm angry. I said to Joe, and it's, this is a good thing, so trust me when I tell you, I, I mean, I don't remember. This was like 10, 11 years ago. I used to get this angry when the Sabres would lose a game that I fully anticipated they would win, and it's a critical two points. So, yeah, I'm angry this morning. That that game took a little wind out of my Sabres sails last night, Paul. Yeah, well, Columbus is now 5-2-2 two, and two in their last nine. They've beaten the Sabres. They've beaten Dallas. They've beaten Toronto. They've beaten Edmonton. Um, I, you know, I don't know if they just got casual and took them lightly or whatever, but uh, – and the thing was, yeah, they got down one nothing, but it only took them eighteen seconds right to tie the game. Right. You know, and and I know it's it's weird to say that, you know, they passed up some opportunities and weren't shooting the way they should when they had forty one shots. <laughs> but I thought to myself, they had eleven shots in the second period. Were any of them a scoring chance? I, I I couldn't right. think of a scoring chance, to be quite honest with you. It was a fairly easy night for Merz Lickens, right? I think they ended up until the third with like five high-danger yeah. chances in the game. But right, the third period, they put the press on. But a lot of the shots, Paul, it was volume, not necessarily challenging, right? He had open lanes. He was seeing shots. There weren't guys in front. There weren't rebounds. I just thought it was a fairly easy 40 or whatever, 38 save night. And there were some really, really good chances they passed up yeah. to try to pass. You know, so, you know, the, the better chances they had that would have turned into really good scoring chances didn't result in scoring chances because of giving up the shot and not taking it. And when you think about it, though, think of the three goals they did score. Tage Thompson came down the right side. He shot. Mm -hmm. Quinn came through the right circle. He shot. Uh, Paterka, Paterka's one on the on the yeah. power play, one timer. He shot, you know, and and that's the thing. I mean, they they, they took some shots that maybe Merzlikens might say to himself, "I should have had that," and they they wound up getting goals out of it. And they even almost tied it on the power play when uh, another one timer from Paterka. And uh, I, I thought Merzlikens saved it, but I guess it hit the post. Um, so that was his. That's as close, you know, they were that close to tying the game. And so they had more of that mentality in the third period. They played better in the third period. But unfortunately for them, they were down 4-1 to one when it started. And they were just 
got got too far behind. It was too little, too late. When they're when it's late in that game, Paul, and they're trying to claw back. That that was that was a moment where I was just sitting there thinking to myself, like, man, they really miss. They really missed Darlene here. Like they yeah. were having trouble, like even getting it up the ice. It looked painful. Like even they were able to do it, but it looked hard. And I, last night might have been a night, you know, given that they won on Sunday so by so much that it really felt like they were missing Darlene. Yeah, I wrote that today. It was it was obvious how much they missed him in that game. Uh, one thing uh, Don Granado talked about in the post game, they couldn't get into transition. And what does he do best? Yep. He gets that team into transition, and they go. And it was just – and they just couldn't get it done. And uh, Columbus was stopping them at every turn. They were turn- Then they would start complicating things, and then they would get frustrated. And they couldn't get, they couldn't get to their game, which is transition and go. So it was very just disjointed. Uh, they couldn't get up ice as, fi- as a five-man unit, and – the the frustration began, but you're right. That's where they really missed Darlene. I didn't think they missed him much as far in the Washington game. I mean, they were able to get into their transition, but uh, they they certainly missed him a lot in this one. Missed him in their own end too. It was it was a kind of a well, not kind of. It was a rough night for Yokoharu and Power last night. It certainly was. Yeah, and. Uh, that's going to happen from t- you know now and then with a twenty-year-old. I mean, yeah. on the other side of the coin, power I thought was really good against Washington, and you know he he his minutes went up, and you wonder did fatigue catch up with him? He played twenty-seven yep. forty-three against Washington, played very well, and then he played twenty-eight forty-three against Columbus. Um, you know, I don't know. I just wonder, did fatigue catch up with him? Because he certainly had he, the two of them had a rough night, and they had to be broken up. It was that rough. They just, you know, did it just wasn't their night at all, and they were making bad decisions. They were turning the puck over. It just, uh, it it didn't go their way at all. I thought it was significant that they came back with Craig Anderson last night, Paul. Second game in five days, five nights. And he was not on his game either. They didn't play well in front of him. But Anderson didn't prevent some of those goals from going in on the breakdowns in front of him. How, what, what do you think it is significant that the guy they've been trying to rest and they had talked over the weekend about maybe playing him more down the stretch, they come back with him you know, a few days later? Yeah, he's he had been for the most part in five to seven days rest in between starts, and um, you know this being Tuesday and his last start was Friday night, Friday. Yeah. So he was right on the cusp of that, but not quite there. So um, I don't know. I don't know if it just was wasn't his night either. I wouldn't say it was the worst game I've ever seen a goalie play, but it certainly wasn't the best. Um, I don't know on the first goal if Labushkin screened him. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. I, I I tried looking at every replay. He possibly did. I don't know if he saw it. Um, so you know, I don't know if he if he if he didn't get screened. That's one you know he'd want. He he want to make the save on, but uh, yeah, uh, the team in front of him certainly wasn't good. But uh, it's it, you know it wasn't his best effort either. The home record. I mean, I know they beat Washington at home ice on Sunday, but man, Paul, yeah. this is the second fewest home wins in the league. Only Philadelphia has fewer, and they're bad. And the third most road wins. What? What the heck is going on on home ice? And by the way, home ice losses too. You ready for this? 
Columbus, Philadelphia, Montreal, Arizona, and Vancouver. Not exactly the beasts of the NHL. Yeah, and it's hard. It really is hard to say. I've been knocking my brains on this for a while, and the one thing that uh, Don Granado said about it yesterday, he goes, for whatever reason, the, the nights that we tend to you know, pass up shots and don't have that shot mentality and that type of thing tend to be at home. He goes, we get on the road and we have the proper mentality. We have the shot mentality. We're going fast. We're going, you know, that type of thing. And he said, it seems like the nights that we don't have that mentality tend to be at home. So I... I I don't know if they know fully what's wrong, or I think, you know, the old saying, if they knew, they'd fix it right. type of a thing. Um, and you thought, well, there, there's a good home game against Washington, the Washington Capitals. You needed that win. They're right around you in the standings. You go out and get, you score seven goals, get a big win against the Capitals. Maybe you figured it out. And now this one happens. And the problem is, starting with Washington, you have six of eight games coming at home. Yeah. And you know you just got to get it figured out. You just do. I mean, you you're in a playoff race right now. You can't in those eight games wind up uh, winning just two or something like that. I mean, you you have you have to get this figured out. You're going to be playing good teams, and um, you know it, it, get the mentality that you have on the road at home. And it's I, I don't know. Well, obviously they're doing it unconsciously. I mean, it's. Again, if it's something they knew, they'd fix it type of a thing. So, um, But I, it's it's something, quite honestly, I, I can't remember a team, a Sabre team, being one of the best teams in the NHL on the road. Usually yeah. they're a really good team. And then the, one of the worst teams in the NHL at home. I just have never seen anything like that. Yeah, it's the gap, right? <laughs> it, it isn't necessarily – maybe there have been instances where a team had a – a little better road record than home record. It's the gap, like how it's it's a 180 from their production on the road to their production on home ice, which is really really puzzling. And if they don't, if they end up not making the playoffs, we'll try and figure out a number of different reasons why. And I I think a lot of people are going to point to, oh my God, you know, a few home a few more home wins against some of the bottom teams in the league, and it, you know would have made the difference. Um, well, I'm already there. I you you can't. I don't think you can make the playoffs if this doesn't improve. Yeah, I think it's got to improve. You know, in this last month and a half, uh, I, I just don't think with all the teams around them and everything being so close, I don't think you can pull it off if you don't improve what you're doing at home. Paul, the before we get to trade deadline stuff, there is one guy I want to ask you about. You know, may, maybe in defeat, bright spot. Paterka finally scored a goal, and he almost had two. You mentioned the play. I think I think it did hit the the late power play where it looked like mm-hmm. he was going to beat Merzlikens. Um, man, it had been what like two and a half months since this guy scored a goal. You know, hopefully this gets him going. Right, that has to really be a big boost for him. Yeah, twenty seven games, and you just noticed. You know how much fun he has playing hockey, and that big f- f- grin that he has. And it's been gone. I mean, he hasn't had fun playing hockey. It's really been a grind for him. And you, even in the locker room, you just don't see that happy J.J. Paterka because he's a good kid and he's a happy kid and he loves his, being with his teammates and he loves playing hockey and he he loves everything about it. And, you know, when, you, when you're when you a goal scorer and you, haven't, you go 27 games without a goal, it gets to you, you know. And, uh, you know, I think it was getting to him. So maybe this is something that can get him going. He can relax a little bit. 
that the puck went into the net for him, and imagine what it would do for him if he could have got that second one too because the second one would have tied the game. So, uh, you know, that, that that is something that maybe can get him rolling. And look at Quinn. He continues to roll. Yep. I mean, he's he's been on a little bit of a streak in the past three weeks or so, and and uh, he he scores again in this game. He's up to eleven goals, and you know he's he he was having problems too for a while, but he snapped out of it about what do you want to say two three weeks ago. Okay, trade deadline is Friday. Um, let's start with this one: the number one need. If you were the Sabres GM right now and you were looking at your roster and you had to assess the number one need you would be calling other GMs to try and fill, what would it be? I'd be looking for a penalty killer who can win some face-offs. I mean, they don't, they don't have anybody. I mean, Cousins is better at it. He has worked at it, and he is better at it. But uh, they're, they're pen- they gave up a power play goal again in this game, and they just are horrendous at, at, at killing penalties. They're not very good at it. So I think if you could find somebody who could fit both those roles, I think that would be a, a good fit for them. Howard, I have never. I, I was talking with scouts who have been around a while. I was talking to Rob Ray. I've been talking to a lot of people. I have never seen a trade deadline like this where hmm. so many of the big names went and yeah. are gone. Uh, so, some of them go, like a couple. I mean, you get a couple of early trades. But I've never seen anything like this, where basically by Friday everybody's going to be gone, as as far as the big names and and that type of thing, and, and off the board. So I I have no explanation for it. why all of a sudden it's different. Because you know how the trade deadline goes. It's like all right, well it's two thirty. You guys want to make the trade now? You know, you're trying to get the best offer, and you're yeah. holding out, and it's two thirty, and the deadline's at three, and they make the trade at quarter of three, and then the fax machines get all bound up. And at four o'clock, we're still reading trades, you know, that happened an hour ago because the NHL is still in the 1950s, and they can't, you know, figure out how to how to get trades into the league and and the whole nine yards. And I suppose that could happen again, but wow, I, I just have never. I don't know what it is that has gotten people to to the uh, altar early this time and uh, making these these big trades early before we get to Friday. I'm looking at the TSN trade bait board. So the, the number one guy is legit. It's Chikrin. All right? I'm just going to go through the top ten. Okay, Vladislav Gavrikov, rental. Tyler Bertuzzi, rental. James Van Riemsdyk, 33, rental. The fifth highest asset on the trade bait board is Carolina's first-round pick. Lars Eller, rental. Joel Edmondson, one year. Cam Talbot, rental. Shane Gostaspier, rental. Brock Besser. Like, that's the top ten on the trade bait board. And you'd look at that and go, Chikrin, maybe Bertuzzi, maybe Besser on the, out of those top ten. And two teams told Arizona, we're, we're done. We're out. Yeah, Joe I was mean, mentioning that Arizona's, earlier. Yeah. Or Arizona's asking a lot. They and... have to trade him by Friday, right? I mean, he's got to... He's got a no-trade clause that kicks in in the summer. Paul, if you're the Coyotes, you would be ma- you'd be limiting your own leverage if you let him hit the no-trade clause portion of that contract. Yeah, and I'm st- I th- still would think you're going to get a haul for him. Maybe yeah. you're not going to get what you've been asking, but I think you've got to come to reality that, uh, well, teams are dropping out, and they're, they're just not going to pay what you're asking. And some of the prices, you know, I wouldn't pay either. 
you, you know, as far as that goes. Uh, you know, so, you know, they're, they're, they might have to reevaluate what they want and as far as looking at him. And then the question is, all right, when he if if they reevaluate, who's in? You know who who would be who would be in on something like that? But at the prices they're asking, I, I wouldn't do it. What about a goalie by Friday's trade deadline? I don't mean this, Paul, in the same segment where we talked about Anderson wasn't necessarily on his usual game last night. But what what about the idea of Adams pursuing a goalie in some way, shape, or form by Friday afternoon? My first question is who. Um, uh, there's nobody out there that I'd be interested in. Well, they mentioned uh, they, that I think that would help. You're at, you're in the press box, so obviously you, you know you're you're not watching the telecast. They mentioned Thatcher Demko on the on the ESPN telecast last. I night. don't think that helps. Okay, I don't I don't see how that. It's not an upgrade from your triumvirate. No, I would rather stick with what you got than 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 give up assets for Thatcher Demko. Why? Then the question is: Vancouver is a young team, and he's not old. Why is Vancouver's getting getting rid of him? Yeah. You know, type of a thing. So, I think uh, he might. I thought he might. Did I see? Maybe he asked out. He denied that, but there was a report that he asked out. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess Paul. I my we were talking about this morning, and it was it was Kevin Weeks that that, that tweeted it out. But it was just an idea where he mentioned UPL as a potential return. And I don't know is that is that a creative idea to getting a more proven guy for not just this year, but to bridge to Levi because timeline wise I guess it, it to me it kind of makes sense but uh, I guess for you like what is that as an idea if they were to almost flip their their goalie talent from a 23 year old to you know someone that's a little more proven if they're if they're going to get Thatcher Demko it's not a bridge to Levi he's their goalie you know so that's that's the trade you make and he now becomes your goalie and you can forget about Devin Levi and mm. the rest of it and um I I'm I'm not looking for if if I'm the GM of the Sabers I'm not looking for a goalie I'm fine I'm 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 gonna let this play out and I know what I got coming I know I've got four young goalies maybe they all don't sign maybe one of them doesn't in, in who's playing at Michigan right now but I refuse I just refuse to believe that one of those four goalies don't turn into a very good goalie that they're going to be able to use uh, you know down the line and. I, I just I if I'm Kevin Adams I'm not looking for a goaltender to err by Friday. All right, Mr. Hamilton. Um, you know there was something else I was going to ask you and no idea. So if I remember, how, I'll text how about, you. How about this? How is it that the Coyotes have the market cornered on? <laughs> They're the only team anyone ever trades with to to eat salary. I mean, well, Minnesota did it. Minnesota, you're right. Minnesota did do it. I wonder if that's one thing where the t- the teams making the trade. They're the they're the two in the know, so they're probably making the call. I assume to find the third team. So maybe just everybody knows Arizona's always down for a deal like that, so they get the first dibs. Well, I think the Sabers might be down for it, but are you going to help the New York Rangers? Yeah, he, what wa- if, he would. What be if selective. you happen right. to get in, right. Right. and mm. you happen to maybe somehow win around? Stranger things have happened, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, you're playing the New York Rangers, and you help them beat you. So. I think that's what you, the way you look at it. You're going to help the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're going to help the New York Rangers. You know, I wouldn't if I were them, especially since I I have a a good possibility of making the playoffs. 
So I think if it were a Western Conference team, the Sabres would be more interested in it. All right, Mr. Hamilton, thank you as always for your time, sir. Okay, take care, guys. All right, Paul, we'll talk to you. Uh, Paul's segment on the Western Hotline brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. We'll get into back into some more football talk, 803-0550 for your thoughts on last night's Sabres game, and of course, the trade deadline, which is Friday at 3. But we'll get uh, back into some Bill stuff with the news on Leslie Frazier yesterday and go through some of the stuff Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott talked about uh, when they spoke with the media at the Combine in Indianapolis. That is coming up in a moment as well. Hey, Labatt Blue Light and WGR giving you a chance to win the Ultimate Sabres Experience. Through March 19th, just visit the contest page at WGR550.com. Enter for a chance to win VIP tickets for you and three guests when the Sabres take on Carolina on April 8th. It will include access to the TV broadcast booth. You get to hang out with Dan Dunleavy. He is a really nice dude. You'll enjoy that. Uh, a rope line visit and also a signed Sabres mini helmet. There is no purchase necessary. Always enjoy responsibly. You do have to be 21 or older to enter. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.